0: Later this week, a Trump-era border policy is coming to an end. It's called Title 42.
1: It basically allows the government to take an asylum seeker, someone who says, you know, I need safety, and for us to say, actually, no, and we just send you back to Mexico or your home country.
0: That's our colleague Michelle Hackman. She says Title 42 solved an issue Republican lawmakers had long seen as a problem.
1: For years, we've had these surges of migrants coming across the border because they're asking for asylum. And that kicks off a whole process where we have to give them court dates to hear their asylum claims. That takes years. You know, in the meantime, they're able to live in the United States. Lines at the once-bustling port dwindled drastically after the U.S. banned non-essential travel at the border So it allows
0: agents to quickly return people back to Mexico after they crossed the border illegally under this Title 42 authority. The majority of people encountered at the border were rejected under Title 42 and sent back.
1: So when this was first announced, it was like totally decried by every Democrat in the party as a total betrayal of our asylum obligations, as this Trump-era sort of evil tool. And here we are three years later, you know, Title 42 is finally coming to an end.
0: As Title 42 comes to an end, a new immigration policy is set to take its place.
1: But the system that Joe Biden has proposed to replace it is, you know, roughly Title 42 in all but name. Welcome to The Journal, our show
0: about money, business and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, May 9th. Coming up on the show, Title 42 is ending, but Biden's new immigration policy isn't so different.
1: This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, Whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com.
0: For years, most of the people coming to the U.S. through the southern border have been asylum seekers people who say they feel unsafe in their own countries.
1: So asylum dates back to World War II when Jews were trying to flee Nazi Germany. And there's this really famous incident in the late 1930s when a sort of boat full of Jews came to America and U.S. officials actually turned the boat away and sent them back to Germany. There was a lot of guilt about how Western nations handled Jewish refugees, And that led to the modern system of refugees and asylum. —
0: In the U.S., Congress passed laws protecting the right to seek asylum after crossing a border illegally. And over the years, the number of people seeking
1: asylum in the U.S. grew. — And they weren't trying to evade capture, trying to sneak themselves in. They were, like, crossing the border, walking up to the first Border Patrol agent they found and saying, can you please arrest me? I need asylum.
0: This was an issue that Donald Trump focused on when he was running for president.
1: We're going to build the wall. We have no
2: choice. We have no choice. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build
0: that wall. When he became president, Trump sought to find ways to tighten immigration. And in 2019, his advisors batted around an idea they called Title 42. It's named for a section of the U.S. legal code that deals with public health.
1: It actually was an idea even before the pandemic started. Stephen Miller, who was former President Donald Trump's senior immigration advisor, had been looking for different ways to turn away asylum seekers at the border. He couldn't do that using regular immigration laws. And so he found this sort of provision in public health law that said, if a foreigner enters the country and poses a serious threat of spreading a communicable disease, we can expel them. And he brought this to the White House and he said, hey, I think this is a way for us to turn asylum seekers away and sort of stop what's going on at the border. At first, Miller's pitch didn't get much traction.
0: Infectious diseases like the flu weren't a big enough worry to turn away people seeking asylum. But then the pandemic happened. Trump realized he could introduce Title 42 under the public health emergency as a temporary measure. Anyone arriving at the southern border asking for asylum was turned back.
1: Suddenly, asylum seekers, including families with young kids, including even unaccompanied children, you know, if you had a 12-year-old that showed up alone at the border, they were able to expel you. Often that meant sort of deporting the kid alone back to Mexico or their home country in the name of public health. And it's interesting, you know, unlike a lot of other Trump era immigration policies, I think this made a lot of sense to the American public. You know, it was hard to argue that you actually did need to have some kind of control at the border for the pandemic. And so it was, you know, more politically popular, I would say. But the
0: policy was not popular among a lot of Democrats. And as the 2020 presidential election got going, Democrats took aim at Trump's hardline immigration policies.
1: When Biden ran for president, he made a pretty strong statement that he wanted to restore the nation's asylum system, and he talked a lot about specifically reversing a lot of Trump's policies. He campaigned really hard against the idea of separating families at the border. Interestingly, though, he he actually never said anything about Title 42. And our reporting shows that's because his team was sort of freaking out about What do you do once you've sort of turned off the system where people are allowed to ask for asylum and then they come stay? You know, if you start saying no to people, what happens when you have to go back to saying yes to people? So they were sort of freaked out about that prospect and didn't exactly know how to handle it. And after
0: Biden became president, what did his administration do?
1: They kept it in place. They basically bunted the football for two and a half years They, about a year ago, actually, the CDC said there's no longer any public health basis for this. You know, the pandemic has really receded. There's no basis to believe that migrants are making it worse at the border. And so the administration attempted to end it. That led to about a year of litigation where Republican states were suing the administration, saying it had to stay in place. Title 42 had
0: reduced the number of asylum seekers but the number of people arrested for crossing into the U.S. illegally actually rose to a record high last year.
1: So what happened was, you know, in the past, if you tried to do that and you were caught, there were really high consequences for doing that. Not only were you deported, but if you tried again, you could be facing jail time. And what Title 42 did is it essentially, like, eliminated all of those consequences.
0: Without any consequences, like jail sentences, people could try crossing the border
1: illegally over and over again. But a lot of people sort of made it in in that fashion. And that's a big reason the Biden administration came around to thinking they really needed to end this policy. So how did this policy come to an end? What actually triggered the end of Title 42 was a totally separate effort by Republicans in Congress who wanted to end the COVID-19 public health emergency. So the White House, you know, a few months ago said, you know what, we're going to end the public health emergency ourselves. It ends on May 11th. Well, Title 42 relies very directly on the public health emergency to stay in effect. So once one ends, the other one also has to end.
0: Later this week, Title 42 ends, and what comes next is next.
2: This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars.
1: Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe, with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't, and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you
2: stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more.
0: Hello? Yes. Hello, is that Sister Norma? Yes, it is. Sister Norma Pimentel lives in McAllen, Texas, and works for Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley. She helps run one of the biggest migrant shelters on the southern border.
2: It's open up 24 hours, and so we are always receiving people at all the time. And basically what we do is provide humanitarian care, immediately welcome them, Recognize the fact that they're somebody who we care about, and and we ask them if they would like to speak with their families, and we make calls so they can contact and let them know they're okay. In the meantime, they have time to rest, to eat, and maybe get some medical attention, and that's it. You know, so the majority of them are with us with, mm, 24 hours, maybe. How did you get involved
0: with this kind of work?
2: Well, I live in the border. I'm from here. I'm a native of the Rio Grande Valley. And so just the fact that I'm here, I am uh, part of what happens here. And so more specifically, by uh, being the fact I'm a religious and I oversee the charitable arm of the Catholic Church, I take the lead in many of the, the things that happen here. Do you remember when Title
0: 42 was first enacted?
2: Yes, of course. What happened was that immediately all the people that we were receiving on a daily basis just dropped to single digits, maybe 10 or 15 people. That's it. And so our numbers were very low.
0: Now, Sister Norma says the migrants arriving at her shelter have heard that U.S. immigration policy is changing, and they believe this was their best chance to cross the border.
2: People are under the impression that Title 42 is lifted everybody's welcome and everybody can stay. And and that's a misunderstanding that that is not clear and people come just for that reason. And what is your shelter like now? So right now, as we get closer to the date that Title for two will be lifted, we're seeing an increase of, of immigrants released to the shelters and and there are more apprehensions. And, and so many of them are, are sent back to their countries But um, those that are allowed to remain, we are receiving in our shelters and and that number has increased, you know, in daily it increases. We've more than doubled it already since a couple of months back to this couple of weeks.
0: Do you expect the ending of Title 42 will change what the Rio Grande Valley looks like?
2: I hope that that we can um, truly identify enough locations that where people can be brought in and not be exposed to the dangers that they could be if they were left homeless in the streets. You know, I think that that's my hope.
0: On Thursday, the Biden administration will replace Title 42 with a new immigration policy regime.
1: They've laid out this whole plan that I would describe as carrots and sticks. So they've created all of these new, you know, legal paths into the U.S. where you can apply to enter the country with a sponsor and fly here legally and then make your asylum claim. Or if you're at the border, you can download this app on your phone and you can make an appointment. And, you know, there are about 1,000 appointments handed out a day. And if you get one of those appointments, you can come to a legal port of entry, a border crossing, and make your asylum claim there.
0: Recently, Michelle went to the border and said many migrants she spoke with found these new systems, like booking an appointment through an app, to be unreliable.
1: Where the problem is, is that there aren't so many appointments. You inevitably have people who are logging on every day not getting an appointment, And people are starting to get tired. They're saying, hey, like, I bought into your system, but it's not working. And I I really got to get to the U.S. So they end up crossing illegally. And I think we've seen more of that also. — As for those sticks,
0: under Biden's policy, if people are caught illegally crossing into the U.S. more than once, they can be barred from getting a visa for five or 10 years, and they can
1: also face jail time. — If you still cross into the U.S. illegally, under this new plan, you would be presumed ineligible for asylum and you can quickly be deported either back to Mexico or your home country. So it's kind of actually meant to mimic Title 42 because it, the thought is most people crossing illegally will not pass that high threshold and then they can be quickly deported.
0: So in some ways, immigration policy will be tightening Yes. You know, for a lot of people, it's actually going to get harder. Do you think the end of Title 42 and the implementation of these new rules will change the number of people crossing the border?
1: That's the really big question, Kate, coming. I think the administration's theory of the case is that if they're able to deport enough people quickly enough using these new tools that they have, then that will really quickly send a message that it is not worth it to even try. I think the question is, you know, if you have 8,000 people crossing the border a day or climbs up even further to 10 or 11,000, you come to a point where there are so many people in Border Patrol custody at one time that, you know, they can't deport everyone because there just isn't enough manpower. And so it depends on sort of what the odds are of you being deported versus being released into the U.S. And that has a big effect on people in Mexico who are deciding whether or not to risk it. And what about the
0: politics of this moment, that you have the Biden administration basically putting in place the policies that the Trump administration had?
1: The Biden administration has taken a lot of leaves out of the Trump administration playbook. It's not exactly the same. They are not trying to turn away everyone in the same way. They've opened all these new pathways for people to come legally through these new channels that they've created. But... A lot of Democrats have have hit them really hard. I mean, it's been one of the biggest points of criticism from Democrats and people on the left saying Biden is basically like Trump on immigration.
0: What does this moment mean, kind of big picture, for U.S. immigration policy?
1: I think we're coming to a moment where we are really reckoning for the first time with what it means to offer people protection what it means to be able to say we can offer protection, but we need to be able to control who's coming and how many a day. You know, we can't take unlimited numbers of people. I think we're just, we're headed to a situation where asylum as it existed basically since World War II might be coming to an end.
0: all for today, Tuesday, May 9th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Alicia Caldwell. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.